1: Thanks for joining us here today on Conscious Talk Radio. That makes a difference. It's great having you. And it's great starting the day together this way.
2: Yeah, and thank you, everyone, for getting in those uh, ballots yesterday. Um, It was a very large turnout here in in, uh, Washington. And so we're proud of you for doing that, um, having your voices heard. So we want to remind you of a number of things. You know Danielle Gibbons, who's on the show once a month with us. Uh, Danielle and Mother Mary are starting a new uh, class on November 13th. It's uh, Relationships 101 for Highly Sensitive People and Empaths. Uh, We've talked about this with her on the show, but this is an amazing uh, class. If you go to BelovedPublications.com, and go to the classes and events section you're going to find this one it starts on the November 13th, so you better get registered for it right away. It's an online course.
1: Um, just want to remind you about Vitamin Life. They're still doing free presentations, and coming up, can you believe it's already going to be the 10th of November this <laughs> Saturday? But it is. They have one coming up uh, noon to one thirty p.m. It's on matcha tea, an ancient superfood for modern lifestyles, something that is I, don't, I used to think it would be a fad, but it's been around for yeah. a very, very long time, and it's very, very good for you. So if you're interested in learning about that, if you're interested in getting 10% off everything in the store when you shop afterwards, if you're interested in meeting like-minded people who are interested in their health and well-being then that's the place for you and the fact that they offer these free has really been a major coup for our seattle area so hopefully you can join you can find out about all of it by going to conscioustalk.net clicking on the events and how you call and save your seat etc is right there and we'll be right back
0: Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. We're coming up this hour on Conscious Talk. So it's an important time for women to find out their voice and speak their truths. How to develop the inner connections so that the outer communication will be effective is the key. We'll talk to Alexia Vernon, author of Step Into Your Moxie, for her wisdom on how to amplify your voice, visibility, influence in the world and now I welcome your hosts for the day Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears
1: thank you Benny and welcome folks to another hour of conscious talk radio that makes a difference and yes we are we're making a difference again here today Because we bring to you the very best people that we know of. People that are making a positive difference in their lives and the lives of others. People that are learning, growing, they're waking up, coming on the show, teaching all of us. And on this show, we learn and grow together one listener at a time. And that listener is you.
2: Well, we are... uh Happy to say that this is once again the year of the woman, Mm -hmm. and uh, those voices are getting out there, and that is quite evident. So timing being everything, our very special guest today is Alexia Vernon. Uh, She is the author of Step Into Your Moxie. It's Amplify Your Voice Visibility and Influence in the World. Um, But Alexia was branded a moxie maven by President Obama's White House Office of Public Engagement, and she's a sought-after speaking and leadership coach who delivers transformational keynotes and corporate trainings for Fortune 500 companies and other professional groups, uh, including the United Nations and TEDx. Now, we really liked her book. um, and, And we love the title, Step Into Your Moxie. So we're going to find out about that. Alexia, welcome to Conscious Talk.
3: Thank you all for having me.
1: So I think we want to know, Alexia, love the title, Step Into Your Moxie. But really, what does moxie mean? For me,
3: I love the word moxie because it reflects an approach to confidence that's playful and that's inherently disruptive to me when you step into your moxie you have the ability and the mindset to be able to walk into any room and know that when you speak up your ideas and your voice matters and that what you say will move people to take action
4: Mm.
2: yeah Uh, you know I, i i looked on youtube at your little introductory video uh, for the book and and so okay so you've got the moxie to be a little bit of an actress obviously um but uh if it's true and we find this out in the book you weren't just born uh, this this way this is something that you had to develop i mean because you you weren't naturally a public speaker were you
3: Absolutely not. For years, even after I had launched a career as a public speaker, I had quite an on-again, off-again relationship with my own voice. And it took me a very long time to get comfortable with all the sensation that would come up whenever I would present my ideas, whether that was an audience of hundreds of people, or even if it was some of my peers in a conversation. And I was seeking to voice an opinion that could be unpopular, terrified of being judged, terrified of forgetting my words, and that's why I'm so passionate about this work, because I recognize that if I can now love speaking up, giving speeches, negotiating, using my voice that other
2: people can as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... and, and it's very it's actually specific you speak specifically to women Mm -hmm. uh, and and i think that's really important um, especially in this timing but what is it what does it look like when you are having trouble finding your voice again i i can refer people to the video but what was it like for you
3: i spent a lot of time living in my head and maybe Some of you listening can relate to that. What came out of my mouth rarely was as crummy as the communication I was doing with myself when I would Mm -hmm. say, you messed that up, you're not smart enough, you're not funny enough, you're not something enough. And as a result of those kinds of thoughts that I was feeding myself, even when I was striving to puff up and perform in the world, my hands would get clammy when I would have to speak, my heart would beat quickly. It would feel like a colony of butterflies was flapping their wings in my stomach. And it ultimately always felt like I was trying to perform rather than being able to settle and be present and be who I authentically was. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. When uh, when you go out and teach, and I know that, well, speak or work, let's say, with corporations and companies, do you find that it's women who lack Um, most of the confidence to do this work I know this is for women but you're obviously engaged with men as well or have you found men uh, that have problems speaking up as well
3: certainly men women anybody irrespective of gender identity can struggle to use their voice with that said I find that the way the discomfort shows up does differ according to gender And what I mean by that is for women, there's a lot of time spent analyzing what happened or what didn't happen. For example, Mm -hmm. if we say mom, and that the psychic torture can be considerably more intense than what I've experienced working with a lot of men, where something may not go exactly as planned, and there's a moment of recognizing that. But then men typically, and again, I, I hate to traffic in, in gender stereotypes, but I do see it again and again. Men have a much easier time overall being able to recalibrate, figure out, oh, that didn't go the way that I intended. Let me learn from that and let me do something different next time.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I wondered because one of the things that, uh, that we have observed and that um, is now shifting, uh, I think, really in, in a historical way, um, is that women would often, in their speaking or their business relationships, etc., cetera, whatever, w- were essentially modeling men versus being women. <laughs> yeah. Being themselves. A- and that's what's been missing, and that's really what this book is about. Um, this is about, um, you know, w- working on that inner self. To project uh, that outward, Uh, wouldn't you agree? That's really the main point of this?
3: Absolutely. And you honed in on a key theme that comes up early in the book, which is for women, it's often felt like we have two choices. We can be nice, and we can be liked, and we can be polite. And as a result, we're often apologizing when we have no reason to be. It feels like we're tap dancing on eggshells a lot. But then on the other side of the spectrum, when we try to puff up and take up space and be seen and assert ourselves, oftentimes we do so at the detriment of being honest and being authentic and taking a breath and being open to feedback. And I call those two poles on the one side when we're being demure, the bunny, when we are putting ourselves out there, but often from a masculine performative energy rather than being our authentic selves. I call that when we, skew dragon. And in the book, I present a third alternative, which is mirroring the way of the cheetah. Now, for those who didn't grow up watching the animal planet like I did, when we are from approaching things from a cheetah energy, we are flexible. So if you think of a cheetah, they're able to accelerate faster than any other land mammal, up to 65 miles per hour in a matter of seconds. And that comes from their, their flexible spine. So I'm not suggesting that in communication women have to be fast, but rather what does it look like if you read the landscape and you are asking as many questions and seeking to build consensus and move from thinking that communication is about what we do and rather it's about how well we connect with the people we're seeking to call to action. Mm -hmm. One of the other things that is embodied in that image of a cheetah is recognizing that our emotions, we're going to feel more intensely biologically than men might. And that's different than saying we're going to be guided by our emotions. So we're going to be overly emotional and cry rather than recognizing that that is one tool For us to recognize what is it that we really think, when are we being stirred up and triggered and when are we feeling something deeply and how can we bring in our vulnerability strategically as a tool.
1: Mm. Um, When we come back from this break, we're going to take a break here in a moment, but I want to ask you about charisma Where does that enter the picture? Is that a natural gift you're born with, or is that something that you learn? And if that's really important when you're, say, stepping into your moxie and amplifying your voice, Um, and we'll learn about that when we come back, folks. We're here with Alexia Vernon. The book is Step Into Your Moxie, and we'll be back after these messages.
0: The preceding audio was via a Skype call.
4: health retailers Hi, my name is John Kunkel, I'm 63 years of age. I watched several YouTube videos of Stephen Hewers and learned what supplements might help me with energy and weight loss. I've now been on the Andrea's black cumin seed oil, Synergy One, and six other products from Synergistic Nutrition for several weeks now. I've lost 10 pounds, my joint pain has been reduced significantly, I have a lot of energy that I've never had before. My cravings for sweets are gone and I'm rarely hungry. Even my cravings for foods like hamburgers and heavy carbohydrate meals are now gone the only thing that's worked for me. I was seriously considering bariatric surgery, but that's out the window now. Thank you so much, Synergistic Nutrition.
6: With Synergistic Nutrition, we help you take the guesswork out of supplementation and help you hit the bullseye of success. I encourage you to get specific about your health needs because when you do, your body will celebrate with energy and well-being. Call Synergistic Nutrition today at 888-988-3325 or visit oneworldway.com. That's oneworld,
4: dot conscious talk radio that opens the heart and illuminates the mind it's a
0: new year and full of hope and enthusiasm for a new beginning you're thinking about going back to the gym well the problem is every year it's the same thing exercise gets harder because your muscles get tired faster than you remember and then the next day you're so sore you can hardly move well that's what power ph with bio ph was designed to deal with
7: percent on supplements or call vitaminlife.com
8: to order at 866-998-8855 going against the grain has never been this much fun alternative talk 1150
2: and welcome back you're listening to conscious talk and so glad to have you on board i always remind you especially for all of you in your cars you know so many of you are listening on your way to work and we are so glad that you're starting your day in an empowering way. But, um, you know, we want you to be safe. And you, no texting and you can't write things down. And, you know, a lot of you are just too clean to have enough dust on your dashboard anyway to write down phone numbers and things. So just remember ConsciousTalk.net um, because there uh, every guest will have a guest page and you'll find their information Uh, how to connect with them through their websites, and click through to Amazon uh, by clicking on the titles of their books. I'm Rob Spears.
1: I'm Brenda Michaels, and our very special guest today is Alexia Vernon. Her new book is Step Into Your Moxie, Amplify Your Voice, Visibility, and Influence in the World. To learn more about Alexia and the work she's doing, um, go to Alexia, and it's A L E X I A Vernon, V E R N O N dot com is her website. So, uh, Alexia, before we went to the break, I set up a question that I really am curious to hear the answer to with you, and um, and the reason this came to mind is we've all been recently pretty much involved in what's going on politically. And, um, and I was listening to some people talk about potential candidates coming up for the 2020 election as president. And one of the names that came up was Kamala Harris. And it was interesting, the comments that were made about her. And most of them were that she didn't have much charisma, that she really wasn't that, you know, inviting or able to inspire that well because she lacked charisma. So I I guess my question to you is, do we have to, you know, is charisma something we're naturally gifted with when we're born, or can we develop that? It is definitely something
3: that we can develop. Some of us might have an inclination towards being, and I would use the word theatrical, having Mm -hmm. more vocal variety taking up more space, not only with our bodies, but also with our energy when we walk into a room or when we're in a conversation. Mm -hmm. And what's tricky, particularly for women, when we talk about charisma, is that we are socialized not to bring those pieces out of us. And as a result, particularly when I think about politics, where when men tend to have a lot more charisma and take up space and tell stories, it's seen as an asset. And yet for too many commentators, when women bring that out, it's seen as being unprofessional or unruly. However, that's the very thing that leaders who have a lot of followers always possess, even if those who are judging might say that that means that, for example, for a woman that sees a little all over the place, for people who are going to vote, that is the thing that is being sought after. I mm-hmm. like to say that every person has his or her secret sauce, by which I mean their own blend of how to move people to take action on ideas. And it doesn't look the same for any of us. For women, it's often about giving ourselves permission to be quiet and slow down And still have wide open expressive faces, but strategically use vulnerability when we're telling stories or ask a provocative question and hold silence. That can be a piece of charisma as much as amplifying our volume and being big. You know, as a motivational speaker, I am an introvert. And for a lot of years, I bought into the myth that if I was going to be successful in my work, I had to come onto a stage and I had to fist pump and I had to dance to music. And there are moments now where that feels comfortable, but that's not my default. My default was actually knowing how to use moments of stillness and then interject a moment of humor that people didn't see coming. That was my way. And for all of us, the goal is really figuring out what is our way to be able to hold the people who are listening to us in the palms of their hands so that they're not off the hook. They want to listen. They want to take action on our ideas and they want to follow us, whether that's in the workplace, whether that's in the community or whether that's in politics.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, getting back to uh, what goes on with us internally, Unconscious talk, we're always talking about things like meditation and how to slow the mind, how to stop all those crazy monkey mind messages that we get. So in your work in helping people to step into their moxie, what are the kinds of how do you deal with their mind? I mean, how do you deal with those voices we all hear?
3: One of the biggest shifts that I recommend, and I'm glad you brought up mindfulness because it is a cornerstone of how I work with folks as well, is rather than trying to turn down the volume on our self-talk, which is usually what we default to, and it never works well, it's like that voice comes back on steroids when we try to say enough, be quiet, is how to compassionately talk back to it. Rather than allowing that voice to be a monologue, turning it into a dialogue by asking questions. So for example, if we find that we're being overly critical, disrupting that one-way communication by asking ourselves a question, is that really true? What's a moment where you were a rock star, where people did listen? Or if we find ourselves turning every situation into a dichotomy, there's the right way, there's the wrong way, asking what might a third or fourth option look like? And if we find, particularly for women, that we are constantly feeding ourselves messages, it's okay that you're working 10 hours a day and that you haven't had a day off in weeks. One day you'll retire and then you can catch up on sleep. Disrupting that kind of messaging with a question like, what can I let go of? Or at least what could I not put my attention toward until 90 days from now when I get a little bit more breathing space?
1: So you're really asking, um, in the book, you're really demonstrating the things that we need to internally shift, it sounds like, in order to be our best selves when we step out there. I think that's a big part of it, being our best self, is it not? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Um, um, So I'm going to ask another kind of off-the-subject question, and I, I sort of teased this with you earlier during the break, and that is, uh, and I'm talking specifically for women, although it, it works differently for men, but what if a woman is innately sexy? She has cer- a certain smoldering quality about her, and she wants to be a, a voice of influence in her community or or her organization or whatever, but she's always ad- been identified as that, attracts men very easily and feels very... Um, Uh, self-conscious about that and not knowing how to really construct that in in a very useful way if she's on the stage.
3: All of us who achieve a certain level of success understand that code switching, which I'll define in a moment, is a piece of effective communication, a piece of effective leadership. And what I mean by that is none of us are only one version of ourselves. Ideally, all of us feel that we are sexy, whether or not we fit into a traditional paradigm of what it means to look sexy if we're women or handsome if we're men. And there might be moments, for example, if we're asking a joke where there's a little playfulness attached, and that is an asset. And then there's other moments where we want to tone that down, and we might want to lead with our earnestness. So that people recognize that we are not dismissible, that we are 100% unapologetic about what's coming out of us. So to this point about for people who are, I'm going to use the word, aesthetically pleasing, (laughs)
1: Uh
3: it's about recognizing that that's a part of you, but that's not the totality of you. So how can you use nonverbal communication that aligns with the professionalism that you want to communicate? Rather than playing into that stereotype of overemphasizing the sexiness, or I love that word, the smolderingness, I think I'm inventing a new word there, yeah. where then it feels like it's coming from a position of trying to please rather than from authentic
2: strength.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I really liked about your book is that you do lay out strategies. Um, people understand, you know, the philosophy behind a lot of things, but when they actually get up on a stage and need to speak, um, they they need some tools. So um, you were talking about how your kind of go-to thing is to use silence. Um, I think when we come back after this break, we want to talk about a couple of practical things that people can do because I, I was impressed with that. I, I have done some public speaking. Obviously, we're on the radio, but in person, it's different, and I used to get very nervous, uh, but I found a way of being somewhat comfortable, uh, and when you get the feedback from other people, uh, as to how you're really doing it, usually doesn't match up with how you thought you did in your mind. Yeah, so, or how you were feeling <laughs> while you were while standing, you were on, standing the on the stage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because they had no idea what was going on in your head. So we are here with Alexia Vernon. We're talking about her book, Step Into Your Moxie Amplify Your Voice, Visibility, and Influence in the World. And we'll be right back after these messages. The preceding audio was via
5: a Skype call
0: Or visit energeticmatrix.com. Unleash your natural self-healing abilities with the AIM program of Energetic Balancing.
8: Be proactive. Sure, you take your daily vitamins, but do you replenish the glutathione levels in your body as part of your long-term health strategy? Glutathione is our body's primary antioxidant. It is unique in its ability to repair and rebuild cellular damage caused by free radicals, exposure to environmental toxins, and the aging process. As we age, our levels decrease, making it important to continually boost our glutathione levels. Why is RegActive so groundbreaking and so important? Backed by over 20 years of published research, RegActive products contain ME3, a patented probiotic delivery system which carries glutathione past our stomach acids and into our bodies, stimulating our own body's production of glutathione. It's a paradigm-changing approach to health and anti-aging wellness. Join our family today. Our RegActive family of glutathione producing supplements, liver and detox, cardio wellness, and immune and vitality. Be proactive. Choose RegActive. Available online and coming to find natural products retailers nationwide. Conscious Talk Radio. Get your dose today.
6: There are three factors that determine the rate at which your body will repair itself one is the amount of growth factors in your system. Two is the amount and quality of complete proteins in your diet, and three is the health of your liver. After age 28, your ability to repair declines by 10% each passing decade. So by age 40, it has declined by 12%. By age 50, 22%, and by age 70, it has declined 42%. Advances in nutritional science enable you to overcome this rate of deterioration. Synergy1 is a powerful product that activates your body's ability to repair. Within one month of usage, 96% of people report that they sleep better, have more energy, a better mood, need less food, and feel stronger. Many people have reported back, joint, and muscle pain going away. Women have reported hot flashes going away, and both genders have reported losses of body fat and a return of their sex drives. Call 888 988 3325 That's 888 988 3325 Or visit sgn80.com that's sgn80.com
5: would you like to have a better flow of money in your life or would you like more inspiration and creative ideas how about having your body return to its natural healthy size and condition why not travel to the realm of the masters you can do all of these while enjoying a relaxing powerful guided meditative journey designed and led by me Krista Gibson publisher of New Spirit Journal Guided meditative journeys can be a very powerful and effective way to improve your life. While you relax for about 20 minutes, you're led through an adventure in consciousness where you use your imagination and feelings to experience a greater connection to the answers you seek. Sometimes you meet and hear from guides or angels while listening to waves, a stream, or rain and thunder. Available as immediate MP3 downloads to your computer, these journeys could be your next step visit an oasis for that's an oasis for
8: working hard to put a smile on your face alternative talk 1150
1: and welcome back folks thanks for joining us here today on conscious talk radio that makes the difference and uh, we draw your attention to our events section of our website at conscious there are a lot of things that are happening during the fall Uh, mostly during the fall until we get close to Christmas. Then there's a break, and then it picks up a little bit, and then again in the spring. But there are a lot of events up there. If you're interested in attending any any of them or knowing more, just click on to ConsciousTalk.net in the events and also we invite you on our Facebook page I'm Brenda Michaels and
2: I'm Rob Spears and we're here with Alexia Vernon we're talking about her book Step Into Your Moxie it's about amplifying your voice visibility and influence in the world it is particularly aimed at women you know um, and it's perfect in its timing Uh, and and Alexia look a, a lot more women are getting out there which is great finally um, but, you know, when they do get on a stage or just get in front of any group, you know, we all have certain uh, problems, you know, the cascading emotions and our mind running off and, and we get paralyzed, etc. So let's talk about some of the strategies that, you know, can help connect us to an audience. I mean, what do you do when you get up there? Uh, how do you... Uh, set yourself up for success, so to speak?
3: Whenever we have the opportunity to present our ideas, whether that is in a traditional presentation or maybe we are stepping into a daring conversation in the workplace where we're putting our opinions out in a meeting, we have four choices. We can say nothing. <laughs> we can wing it and hope things go well. And, of course, when we wing it, oftentimes they don't. And it also frequently don't go well when we instead try to sculpt everything that we're going to say in advance and memorize it, and then we're in our heads rather than in the room. The fourth option is that we can strategically plan what it is that we're going to say and then let go of any script, whether it's a literal script or it's a mental script that we've created, and trust that if we are in the here and now, what is meant to come out will come out. And the way with that fourth option we can do that is by practicing aloud what we're going to say. And it's such a subtle shift, but for a lot of us, we'll role play it in our heads. And that usually creates more anxiety than if we would take a moment privately in front of a mirror and simply say out loud what we plan to say so that we create not only the the memory, but also the muscle memory in our bodies. And what I've experienced is that leaders... Business professionals, entrepreneurs, coaches, whomever it is, when we do that, we usually feel a lot better about the communication we put out because it's not the first time we're hearing it. Yeah. You also. It, it, oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: No. Uh, well, I have a funny story, but I want to hear your next uh, your next okay. point here.
3: It was that frequently, what we're most concerned about is actually not, will I, will I move people to take action, will people like and respect me, the biggest fear I've heard for over a decade is what happens if I forget what I want to say next? That I would have to say of all the stressors is number one. And one of the strategies I talk about in my book, because I like to make things simple, this one is equally as simple. It's called stop and smile. And the premise is that in a moment where your mouth and your words feel out of alignment, taking a moment to stop, and literally smile with your mouth, with your eyes, make more eye contact rather than less eye contact. And trust that by, again, holding space, holding silence, holding both of those things simultaneously, that whatever's meant to come out will come out. It's not that we're afraid that we won't know what to say next, because we can always find words, even if it's off the plan. But when we lose that connection to the person or the people we're speaking with and we make communication about ourselves and getting it right, that's when things usually go south pretty quickly.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so my short story when you were talking about uh, the importance of saying things out loud, uh, a lot of people think that famous people are just so uh you know, it all comes so easily to them. But years ago, uh, way back when in the '70s, when I was working at ABC, when the Academy Awards come around, it's everybody on deck, and everybody has funny little jobs to do. And and my assignment was to get certain personalities from the audience backstage when they were going to make uh, presentations. And we were all assigned to people, and one of them I had was Charlton Heston, and he was. Giving an important speech on a big award. And um, so he was practicing it all the way. When I took him out of the audience and went backstage, he was, you know, just tuned out everything else and, and was giving the speech as we walked until the stage manager ran out and ran off stage in a panic and says, you know, we can hear him, you know, take him somewhere. And so I opened it, I didn't know where, but I opened the door quickly. And uh, pushed him into a room. It turned out to be a janitor's closet, and there was no light in it when I closed the door. But through the door, I could still hear him practicing that speech before <laughs> he went on stage. So, so even pros, you know, know the importance of that. So we'll be back uh, after these messages that are coming up here to talk more with Alexia Vernon about her book, Step Into Your Moxie
0: preceding audio was via a skype call for most of us the new year's resolution to lose those extra pounds turns to frustration when the weight bounces back no matter how many calories you cut or how many protein meals you eat the shocking truth is it's not your fault science discovered that the alkalizing mineral salts our bodies need are no longer found in our food Make your weight loss program work with clinically proven PowerPH. For more information and to order, go to powersofph.com. That's powersofph.com.
4: Conscious Talk, empowering your day. If you're a big sports fan like me, sometimes the best part about watching a football game are the pre- and post-game shows. Well, it's the same for probiotics. As I get older, I want to protect my health the best I can and use only the best supplements that are available. So score a touchdown for your health. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics today. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available at natural health retailers and online. Don't accept a substitute. Real people, real life, real
2: radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back. You are listening to Conscious Talk, and... Hey, you know, have you ever had that situation where there's something really important you want to say, but you, you you, just can't get it out because everything twirls around in your head and you can't connect what's happening in your mind with what's coming out of your mouth. And you start to fill up that time with a lot of ums and ahs and you knows kind of things because there seem to be some something seems out of sync. Well, we got a great book for you and it's uh, especially for women it's step into your moxie amplify your voice visibility and influence in the world by alexia vernon and you can find out more about alexia and her work by going to alexiavernon.com
1: so alexia i have a a, a little bit of a story that uh, in my at my last speaking engagement And I hadn't been on the stage in three, about three and a half, four years. And I was sitting in the back of the room and I was feeling all these feelings that were coming up. And I I did something that I normally have never done before, but I did this time, which was really interesting. I kind of started to story about how I was feeling and making up a story about stepping onto the stage as the first speaker of a major conference, etc., etc., And by the time I got up there, um, I was really nervous. I really was, which is very unusual for me. And I and I wanted to ask you, and I did let the audience know, I said it right up front, I that I'm really nervous. Uh, I hadn't been on stage in a while. And just saying that and being honest about it, All of that just dissipated. But my question is, is it really the feelings that we're feeling that make the difference, or is it the stories we tell ourselves about what we're feeling that create the the more nervous situation? It is the second, 100%. Because
3: whenever we are on the cusp of doing something big, of saying something big, those are the moments when we're going to feel that colony of butterflies inside of our bodies. We have the choice whether to be the protagonist in that story and say, that means that I'm up to something big and rock on. I'm going to use that and be present with all those feelings rather than try to shove them down or pretend that they're not there.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, what happened? Thing... Oh, go oh. ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't realize you were keeping going here.
3: (laughs) Is that when we express gratitude, when those feelings come up, which sounds so counter to how most of us default, which is problematizing it. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm anxious. I feel like the neurovirus set in. And instead say, thank you. That means I'm in the game. Let's do this. It's just the entire experience.
1: Even though those feelings may not have changed at all mm. Mm. That's very good information yeah. to know. Um, is it important, and you say it is to begin with the end of what you want to communicate in mind? Why is that important uh, in in public speaking?
3: When we know,
1: Where we want to
3: get to, what our call to action is. And yes, it's incredibly important with public speaking. Whenever we have important communication, we're presenting, it could be a negotiation, if we have clients, it could be when we're seeking to enroll a client into working at our company or for our program offering. Then we can reverse engineer from that call to action everything else that we're going to say or ask and hone in on. What are the approximately three to five most important things we need to communicate? It gives us permission to not make what we say about ourselves, because when we don't begin with the end in mind, we usually start by talking about ourselves, or we will often go off track when we're communicating. And when we know that final destination, we know those three to five main points, it becomes audience. Centered, which all good presentations, all communi- all good communication
2: is. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's really important. Mm-hmm. So, h- h- at the beginning of the show, we talked about the emphasis of this book on um, the feminine approach uh, for women specifically, because that's the voice that we would like to see more of out there in our world. So. Um, can you break down uh, what's the difference? I mean, do, if we want to emphasize that feminine voice, how is it different from the male voice in, say, when in a presentation? I mean, how do men present differently than women?
3: I had the opportunity to be the closing keynote speaker for an event probably a decade ago, and I got there a little bit early in time for the participants pitch fest. And I tell the story in more detail in the book, but watching a room full of approximately 120 something, 50% of the room was female, 50% of the room was male. And the finalists of this pitch fest were voted on by all the other participants. And I was stunned when the finalists' names were announced, because every single one of them was male. And Whenever I get stirred up, and I was really stirred up that day, I strive (laughs) to ask questions to learn. And I'm sharing this story because it so accurately reflects my answer to the question you're asking, which is both the young men and the young women saw what happened exactly the same way, meaning they chose to pick their finalist as a speaker based on what they saw was good pitching, meaning who took up space. Who projected confidence, who had a lot of volume, a lot of charisma, what we would call a more masculine model of delivery. But when I asked, who were the speakers that you felt most connected to, who you'd want to give your money to? What I heard were a lot of the names of the women. Why? It was a lot of the female speakers who told stories, who were vulnerable who admitted that they still had a lot to learn before they felt like their ideas could be scalable and should be successfully funded. And it would be easy to think that the takeaway from this story is that women need to go more male. But as we talked about a little bit earlier, that's not it at all. Rather, it's good communicators, good leaders, ultimately have an integration of the masculine and the feminine. But it's much easier societally to work with men, to find moments to bring in a story or to take a breath or to ask a question. It's much harder to bring women to that place of being able to take up a little bit more space to be able to project a little bit more confidence when they've been socialized not to do that and they haven't had opportunities to role-play that behavior. So while ultimately... we talked a little bit earlier about that cheetah way of being flexible, knowing when to step up and when to step back. That's key for both. One of the things that really helps women is that role play piece before giving a presentation or before going in to negotiate with your employer, practicing aloud. And when you're practicing, trying to bring in some of the things we know that can heighten your impact because you're safe, you're all by yourself. So maybe it's practicing bringing in a little bit more humor or picking up more space with your body. Maybe it is asking more questions or even simply holding silence after you've said what you want to say rather than over-talking, which a lot of women can unfortunately do.
1: Yes. And I think that's pretty um, normal, especially I don't know about from a man's perspective, but from a woman's perspective, uh, you know, a lot of that over talking really is that nervousness that we may feel when we're in, you know, front and center. And I, and I, one of the reasons I really like your book, Alexia, is part of it is you're really giving women permission to be not only who they really are, but to emphasize those. P- parts of them that you you just mentioned that as a child growing up, we were told to be quiet, to not, you know, to not step up, to not step out, um, to not let our voices be heard. So I like the fact that you're really giving us all, including the men, the feminine side of the men. Right. And even the yeah. women, the, the male side of the women, you're giving us permission to be um, all of that. And then as we do in practice, it it just becomes better and better. So it's a really great book. And I just wanted to say that's part of what I got out of it was that permission piece. So thank you very much for that. Really appreciate it. And uh, really appreciate you being on our show today. Folks, the book is Step Into Your Moxie. You know, you can order it right off our site by going to our guest page and clicking on Alexia Vernon. Alexia, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you both for
2: having me. This was such a fun conversation. Yeah, (laughs) you bet. Yeah, we loved having you. And, folks, if you want to find out more about Alexia, go to alexiavernon.com. And as always, thank you for tuning in. We hope you have a wonderful day and got a little empowerment. And we'll see you next time right here on Conscious Talk.
0: Preceding audio was via a Skype call.
9: Millions just like you suffer from urinary conditions like overactive bladder, urgency, frequency, and infection. You want to avoid antibiotics and go natural, but you just can't drink the amount of cranberry needed to move the problem on. Urinary Tract Rescue with Bio-PH is the perfect solution. This formula combines the concentrated phytochemicals of cranberry with Bio-PH, a highly alkalizing ingredient. For more information, go to powersofph.com.
0: Power up with Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference.